Hello and welcome to Women on the Line, a national women's current affairs program providing a gender analysis of contemporary issues from Australia and internationally. I'm Giselle Hanna. Last year on Women on the Line, Amy Middleton featured Sydney-based feminist cabaret quartet, Lady Sings It Better. Their comedy cabaret show is a hilarious take on the Western world's most famous male pop songs and reinvents them. Two members of that quartet have come together to create an equally, if not more hilarious show, Mother's Ruin, a cabaret on the feminist history of gin. Equal parts historical and hysterical, all heaving harmonies and tipsy candour, Mother's Ruin explores the history of gin through story and song. My guests on today's program are Maeve Marsden and Libby Wood. Maeve is a writer, director, producer and performer. She produces comedy cabaret, live music and storytelling events. She's toured to full houses and critical acclaim for six years, including Sydney Comedy Festival, Sydney Mardi Gras, as well as the Melbourne and Adelaide Fringe Festivals, just to name a few. Libby has performed with Lady Sings It Better for five years, touring Australia and performing regularly as an MC, singer and comedy act in Sydney. We'll kick off this show with a section of Amy Middleton's interview with Libby and May from April 2016 about Lady Sings It Better to give you an entree to the comedy and talent of this duo. Then, in the second part of the show, Libby and Maeve talk about the creation and performance of Mother's Ruin. We start with some of Lady Sings It Better's spoken word of Kanye West lyrics, so a bit of a language warning on the first 40 seconds. Ever since I was in high school, I was always a special kid. First pack of condoms I bought, extra big. (laughs) Now, even though I dropped out of school real quick, I always had a PhD, a pretty huge dick. (laughs) When I go raw, I like to leave it in. When I wake up, I like to go again. (laughs) Sorry, I always forget that one's coming. (laughs) I'm like, oh, gosh. (laughs) We've got, like, heaps of them, so we don't have to keep going. (laughs) So I'm here with (laughs) one half of Lady Sings It Better, which is a Sydney-based feminist cabaret quartet. The troupe performs songs with a hilarious and poignant feminist subtext and they take to the stage at comedy festivals, fringe festivals and queer community events around Australia and beyond. Uh, We've been to Edinburgh just the once. Okay, that's beyond. Yeah, beyond. beyond. So you're in the middle of your um, run of shows at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. We are slap bang in the middle. How's it going? Look, it's been a really good start. We've had a few really lovely crowds. They seem to be responding well. They only give us stony silence in response to our Kanye West performance poetry. (laughs) But I think that's shock rather than um, disapproval. But yeah, no, it's been it's been great. We love being down here. It is kind of a thinking person's show, though. Like it does make you think as well as laugh. I think yeah. Look, it, it's designed to make you think. Though I, I do always say that it has to make you laugh first. You can't just you can't go to a comedy festival and um, <laughs> you can't go to a comedy festival and give people just a serious feminist lecture. You have to bring them in with the humour, and then. And, you know, in this show we're dressed as superheroes. It's completely ridiculous. So I think a lot of it's you leave the building and then you go, oh, my God, that song I loved is offensive. But but mostly it's for the... No, I've had multiple people tell me that we've ruined songs for them. Yeah. yeah. In the best way. Yeah, that happened to me at your show. 
You're but, welcome. Um, but a lot of them you already know, like like Pony by Genuine, which is one that you bring up a lot in oh, interviews. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that's everyone knows that one's a bit gross. It's yeah, horrible. You've always like you know. I didn't like that when I was younger because I was like, this song is gross. I am 11 years old. I do not like this. <laughs> and yet what is what is it about those songs that makes us ignore the, con- the lyrical content? They're really catchy songs. They're, really well, they're, and they're, they're often really well produced. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason our show, show works is that we're mostly singing good songs. Mm. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of songs that we've refused to do because they're such crap songs that you can't do anything interesting with them. So even if it's offensive, like, is it LMFAO? Uh, just like, it was just that one, whatever his name is, um, Redfoo. Oh, Redfoo. The songs oh, are so yeah. bad and repetitive and uninteresting. They're trying to do something musically adventurous or with good harmonies. just doesn't work, so you kind of go, oh, well, we can't do that one. So we're picking the ones that have incredible beats or the, or secretly beautiful melodies. Secretly. <laughs> well, you don't always realise because they're, like, highly produced, but then you listen and you can play with we're them. either highlighting misogyny or secretly amazing melodies. Or both. <laughs> both at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So there like. is no shortage of um, amazing pop songs that have offensive lyrics. No, no shortage. So is it getting better? Like, what's the deal there? I don't think it's getting sort of better or worse. I think it changes and the language used changes. But we've found stuff from, you know, the 50s and 60s. Everyone's like, oh, it was, it was a nicer time then. Mm. People were mm. like, we've, we've found terrible songs. What's that? If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty yeah. woman your wife. I love that song there. Yeah, it's how, <laughs> um, yeah if you want to, yeah. Um, so from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. Um, what? Like, Why? Yeah, because so, she won't cheat on you. Because nobody else wants her. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Silly and, you know, me. <laughs> it just changes and the language we use changes. But, you know, being in a patriarchy hasn't changed. So I yeah. don't think that's... I mean, I think you start to see women performing more sexual and aggressive songs. Like, they come to the party. But yeah. even then, it's still not at the level of men's music. And how, are they, how is it received differently when women perform that style of music? Um, oh, it's definitely received different. Like men do it constantly. When a woman does it, it's like, oh, my God. That was racy. What was that? It's like, okay, <laughs> okay, guys, it's exactly the same thing. You're just yeah. <laughs> seeing yeah, you gender. You look at the response like, to things like Anaconda and those kind of songs that are really pointedly sexual and people are shocked. Well, yeah. yeah, you'd call it hypersexual when yeah. it's a woman, but yeah. you don't ever call it hypersexual. No, it's just normal men. Guy, it's it? just guy, boys being boys. Boys being boys. But also I think people often focus on, like, hip-hop and, and songs like Blurred Lines get a lot of attention. But it's it's the s- subtler stuff that I often listen to. We're singing in the current show a song called Harder to Breathe by a band called Maroon 5. And no one would would have listened to that. I didn't. I remember it coming out when I was at uni. Me too. What and are the lyrics? Oh, um, how dare you say that my behaviour is unacceptable, so condescending, unnecessarily critical. I have a tendency of getting very physical, so watch your step, because if I do, you'll need a miracle. Oh. Yeah, and it goes on, and, and that's lots pr- of stuff about being in stuff. control. Yeah, really predatory. And, you know, stuff about having control and really, um, you know, you're not fit to fucking tread the ground that I'm walking on, you know, really. And all his songs you listen, and they have this kind of creepy vibe, but because he's pop, People don't notice this, mm. like, cute pop music. So I think I, I, I particularly enjoy when we do those ones. Like, we do all the hip-hop and stuff because the lyrics are hilarious. But, um, and creative. And, and, and so, so funny. many euphemisms. Um, but it's those ones where people are like, what? And they've had no, no you know, recognition mm. of the themes that, that I like doing the most. Well, I saw, I was watching The Voice the other night. Of course night, you were. <laughs> and um, a song that we used to do is Always a Woman um, by Billy Joel. 
which is kind of awful. Like he's just like, here's all the really bad things about her. But hey, she's, she's still a woman. A woman. Right. Um, and there was a guy on The Voice and he was like, it's just such a romantic song. You're like, no. <laughs> it's a good song. And it it's is. It's beautiful. Story and, and, you know, he's not, I, don't, I wouldn't call that song misogynist. No, no, no. But it's, he's not being nice about her and people don't realise. Like mm. that he's saying that she's, you know, frustrating. The, yeah. That, so, yeah. So often it's just fun to sing songs in a different style and give them a whole different um, meaning or story. Yeah, one girl came up after we sang that. Yeah, there like, was, yeah, yeah. My boyfriend used to say that that song reminded him of me and Helen was upset. <laughs> but it's just because people are just like, all they hear is, oh, she's always a woman to me, and they're like, oh. No. Some words in the middle. Yeah. So is it the style of pop music that kind of masks that creepiness? Yeah, and I think it's also the way we listen to it. We drive around having the radio mm. on and or we're dancing and you're not there studying the lyrics. And I suppose mm. that's what's fun about what we do is we put the lyrics front and centre. You know, we always say to the sound engineer, make the singers a bit louder than you would for a normal band mm. so that you can hear the words and, and we enunciate them, which is, you know, part of the comedy as well. Um, and I think it's just a different way of listening to music and we don't sort of say to people, you can't listen to these songs or no. turn off your radio. It's just like, listen. I haven't stopped listening to them. You definitely haven't stopped Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's your relationship to pop? Is it like a love-hate one or...? No, I straight Mainly up love. love. Yeah. Like the really offensive stuff, I, I, I get angry. Or like, you know, listening to that harder to breathe and going, oh, yeah. that guy's a bit of a creep. Um but if anything, it's, it's, it, it makes us look to songs in different genres that we wouldn't have listened to before. I listen, and I, I personally mainly listen to f- um, female musicians, mm. um, but this has gotten me researching and, and looking further afield into the world of male music. Um, How eye-opening. Yes, it's, it's fascinating. Um, so, yes, I, no, it, I, I think it also makes us dig through music like little researchers it's fun Maeve had never heard that much Usher before she met me I know so much more Usher than I did before I definitely know my share of Usher her life is better now have you seen the video clip for Dive no no I I, saw you mentioned that I don't even know that song no it was like I think it was a single in the US or he made a film clip because he felt like it but it's it is I urge everyone listening to look at that film clip why glorious um the song basically is talking about having sex with a woman and using as many oceanic metaphors for what happens to her as humanly possible. But in the clip, he starts on a boat and the room slowly fills up with presumably water. But when he's going, you know, it's raining inside your bed. No parts are dry. Oh, Gonna God. make you so wet. Your legs, your thighs. And, and he's in a room full of, like, liquid splishing it around and diving into it. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Women on the Line. I'm speaking with feminist comedy cabaret duo Libby and Maeve. They were speaking about their quartet, Lady Sings It Better, which was a show that has toured for the last six years across Australia's comedy circuit. Libby and Maeve have now come together to create another feminist cabaret, Mother's Ruin, which looks at the feminist history of gin as told in story and song. So Mother's Ruin is a cabaret about the history of gin. But essentially, it's a feminist history of gin. So we look at the sort of myth and the stereotype that gin is this women's drink, that it's mother's ruin, that it's a tearjerker. And then we try to play with that stereotype and that expectation whilst exploring true stories from the history of gin and true stories from different women um, that have been involved in gin or drinking. 
How on earth would you come up with a concept to <laughs> explore the feminist history of gin? Well, so we've been performing uh, in a feminist cabaret act called Lady Sings of Bed Off for about seven years. And we were chatting to Ellie Baxter, who runs a blog called The Ginstress. And she was saying, oh, you know, gin actually has a really interesting feminist history in the sense of this, this myth and this idea of mother's ruin. And she started telling us these stories from the Industrial Revolution in England and the time that they called the gin craze from the 1700s. And I was like, that history is amazing. <laughs> That's really interesting. Let's make a show. We were drinking quite a bit of gin at the time, mm. um, which is when <laughs> these kind of ideas often uh, come to pass. And, and so we started researching and um, Libby and I started looking for songs um, that were about gin or that were about kind of women and drinking. And the more we researched, the more we drank, the more we got into it. And a show of it evolved. Tell me, what did you discover in the history? What, what has the history of gin be feminist, according to you? Well, so, so, I mean, the gin craze in the 1700s in England is sort of one of the most famous eras for gin because people were making loads of it. They are making it at home, they are making it in bathtubs. The, the government had to have a big crackdown because there was basically this mass wave of alcoholism that was tied to gin. Um, this is also an era where women are starting to move into the cities and work in a way that they haven't in the past because of the Industrial Revolution. So women started selling this homemade gin, bathtub gin. Um, but during the crackdown, a lot of the propaganda that the government used to try and control the gin craze was based on the idea that it was ruining women, that these mothers were neglecting their children, that these fallen women uh, were drinking it and making it and selling it. And so the way that women were used in that propaganda um, really shaped our understanding. So I suppose that was what was interesting to us, is this idea that if you want to control a population, <laughs> you paint the evil woman as the, um, as the enemy and, and as, the, as the problem. Um, so that's kind of where it all starts. And then we just took it from there and, and have found some really interesting characters like Ada and Kitty. Mm. Um, so... Ada Coleman was the first female head bartender at the Savoy Hotel and she invented a famous gin cocktail, so we tell her story. You've got Mel Thornton and Rosalie Bognor in there. Bognor. Bognor, I don't know. Uh, they, were in, um, they were in Brisbane and they changed themselves to the Regatta Hotel bar in Brisbane in 1965 to protest women's access to public bars. They weren't allowed to go without a man accompanying them. So we just found all these stories, some of which are about gin, some of which are about women and drinking and, and access to public spaces and all of these kind of issues and tie them together with a bunch of songs and that's how you end up with a feminist history of gin. Well, I mean, ultimately you're a cabaret group, so as you said, you're tying these to songs. How, how do you tell that history in song? So Lady Things Are Better, which we've been performing in for a number of years, uh, sings really sexist songs. So those are always the songs that we find and that's always been our thing. And, um, but what that means is that we've got seven years under our belt of reinterpreting well-known songs and, and looking for different hidden themes. So with Mother's Ruin, we looked for well-known songs that were about gin or drinking or women, and we found ways to tie them to the stories that we're telling. So whether it's an Amy Winehouse song or Nina Simone, or I mean, we do Fever as the story of tonic water, which was quinine, which was a treatment for malaria, and we do all the symptoms of malaria. So I suppose all that time reinterpreting offensive songs meant that we were good at looking for songs that we could bend to our will <laughs> for this show. And how many songs are there that are about gin? 
Oh, loads. Yeah, there's gin house <laughs> blues. Uh, the woman's got me drinking. Ogin, cold gin. gin. Yep. Uh, gin soaked boy. You know I'm no good. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. Gin has a real place in the kind of in culture. People have an idea of it. It evokes something. I think gin, in terms of if it's not the 1700s in London, it's the 1920s speakeasy. You know, there's this mm. kind of um, attachment to it that I mean, other drinks have that. Um, whether it's vodka and kind of Russia and the cold or. Um, I don't know, whatever whiskey drinkers think of when they drink whiskey. I'm not really a whiskey fire? drinker. Fire? I, 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 fire. I, I like fog. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We don't drink whiskey. We drink gin. <laughs> well, why don't you um, share a segment of the performance just so we can get an idea of how you tie the music in with some of the history? So with this song, we've reworked a kind of classic Australian tune um, and it's a little bit about gin and it's a little bit about mansplaining. Well, I was sucking back a big old breakfast martini yesterday When along came a man and he looked me in the eye to say Well, if you like drinking gin, I bet there's some you haven't tried So he brought out lots of bottles and we settled down inside He asked me if I had ever seen that many types of gin and I said Listen, mate, I've drunk them all, so don't even begin I've drunk every gin, yeah, I've drunk every gin don't even begin, yeah, you can never win Cause I've drunk every gin, yeah, I've drunk every gin I've had Tanqueray, Number 10, Sacred Gin and Westwinds Heyman's Boodles, Bloomin' Aviation Martin Miller's, Williams Chase, Brockman's and Pickerins The Bottomless from Isla, Black Fries and Catterton Plymouth, Seagram's, Gordon's and the Beefeater Cardinal, Cromwell, Nolan's and Yenova. I've drunk every gin, yeah, I've drunk every gin Notify my next of kin, yeah, keep them coming in Cause I've drunk every gin, yeah, I've drunk every gin And then he says to me uh, have you tried Blue Coats, Baffords, Bartons, Brokers, Dry and Booms, Mud, Burnets Made by Heaven's Hill, Bombay Dry and Sapphire, Dry Fly, Downley's View, Damrick Desert, Juniper, The Frenchman, Gabriel Boudier, Flashman and Filier, Genevieve, Ginebra, Gilby's Green Oils, Andrew Vine, Greylock, Jensen's Firmus D and Juniper are quite divine. I've drunk every gin, yeah, I've drunk every gin. Got drunk like it's a sin, yeah, headless like bowling. Cause I've drunk every gin, yeah, I've drunk every gin. Said. Uh, listen, sister, I think you might have missed one or two. Right-o. Right gin. Poor Tom. New Dean. And Tucker Dry. Monkey number 47. And Uganda Waragai. Culture from Ireland. And Cascade Mountain, Oregon. Four Pillars, New Amsterdam. Tower of London. And Sweetam, Sip Smith, Citadel. Carmen and Deirdre Crown. Oxley Boots and Archie Rose. And also London number one. I've drunk every gin, yeah. I've drunk every gin. Who has up on my chin, yeah. Found my long lost twin. Cause I've drunk every gin, yeah. I've drunk every gin. And then... He looks at me like I am crazy. Yep, she's crazy. But I haven't even started. South John is from New Zealand. They bungee jump the flavour on. Spanish sounding Ginebra is somehow from the Philippines. Blue gin's made in Austria by rides at barges once a year. In Holland they drink Van Gogh gin. It's microbrewed by Dirt Sparker. Hendrix is from Scotland. How the fuck does Scots grow cucumber? And I speak London dry is really from some place in Canada. As you've said, uh, your cabaret group kind of started with Lady Sings Are Better. You've been performing together for a number of years. 2009, I think it's when you guys got together. Yep. Um, 
over that period of time, have you noticed a different reception to feminist cabaret, regardless of what it is you're performing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think when we first started doing Lady Things Are Better, marketing it as feminist didn't always lead to positive results. Um, and we had to be like, oh, it's fun, and we sing pop songs, come along, and then be like, ha-ha, feminism. Um, whereas now I think there's a lot of acts marketing themselves this way and a lot of more people who identify as, as feminist and a lot more kind of feminist comedy in the kind of in pop culture. So I think it has become more, if anything, we need to like make our feminism more risque and more <laughs> intense to kind of keep up. Um, so, yeah, I have noticed a shift, especially in the kind of comedy world and people talking about these issues. And are you forced to deal with other other feminist type of issues? I mean, intersectionality is like the the big conversation in feminist circles now, but you guys are predominantly a lineup of white cabaret singers. Does that ever come up for you guys as an issue? Um, I mean, nobody said to us, like, you should do some affirmative action hiring. I mean, in Mother's Ruin, like, in Mother's Ruin, we talk about colonialism and we talk about how colonialism has influenced in and the way that it's travelled around the world and we point out that some of these stories we find are actually tinged with, you know, um, shit stuff and that we go into other cultures and take parts of it. And one of the examples is the, is the cure for malaria, quinine, which was kind of co-opted by the Spanish invaders in Peru. So we, do, we don't shy away from those issues. We can't change the fact that we're white people talking about them. But um, no, no one's ever sort of said, why doesn't they have people of colour in it? Um, that's just, like, we met informs the group as we did so it wasn't about trying to do that i mean in other projects we do we're always really active on diversity i run a storytelling night called queer stories and i'm always making sure that i program that with you know gender cultural diversity in mind um so we do all our work with um intersectionality and our kind of politics at the forefront of our minds well let's go to another track from this particular show what do you want to go to next well, we do a lovely cover of a song called, oh, I think it's lovely, um, called Misery and Gin um, by Merle Haggard. And this is sort of plays with the idea of, of gin as a tearjerker. Memories and drinks don't mix very well. Jukebox records don't play them wedding bells. the bottom of a glass All I see is a man who's fading fast Tonight I need that woman again What I give for my baby to just forgive Sit down beside me and say it's alright Take me home and make Say love to me tonight Here I am again Mixing misery and gin Sitting with all my friends And talking to myself It looks like I'm having a good time But any fool can tell That this honky
Well, her sad story and mine are the same. We both lost someone and we only have ourselves to And you're taking this show on the road. You're certainly in Melbourne um, very, very soon. Can you? Why don't you give out the details of your upcoming show so people can find you? So we're in Melbourne July 19th to 21 at Mat 57. It's a new pop-up winter garden in St Kilda, so people can come along for that. And then we're heading off to the UK, so we've got shows in London, Bristol, Birmingham and Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival. Your music is actually really, really amazing. I've certainly had the privilege of being in your audience. Uh, And, of course, (laughs) you're very welcome. It's one of the privileges of doing community radio. I can go to really awesome stuff and then ask to speak to the people afterwards. But some people aren't going to be able to get to um, your show, particularly the ones in the UK. If they wanted to find you, do you have any um, of your work available on CD or how can people find you in the meantime? Look, if people look up Lady Things It Better or Mother's Ruin, a cabaret about gin on all of the various social media platforms, except Snapchat, we don't have Snapchat, we don't now. Snapchat no. but on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and our website, they're very easily Googleable. And Mother's Ruin will be hitting the road in Australia next year. Um, we're in the midst of planning touring to various cities and some regional areas. So it's definitely not the end of the UK tour. It's probably just the start of... Um, I think we can probably get at least one more year of gin touring um, out of this show, if not more. So, yeah, people can look us up on social media and they'll hear about it. If they subscribe to the Facebook events for Lady Things Are Better and Mother's Ruin, um, they'll be able to hear about future tour dates. Maeve Marsden and Libby Wood from Mother's Ruin. Look them up on social media and get along to their shows. And that's all we have time for on today's program. Women on the Line is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at womenontheline at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Women on the Line page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week. Music